Welcome in. This is your host, Mark Cassio, and you are sitting courtside, where I share practical ideas, strategies, lessons, and experiences that I've learned as my time as a high school coach, college coach, and now as a consultant for coaches all over the world. My goal is to make this podcast impossible to listen to and not become a better coach, teacher, and leader. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, and comment. All right, welcome in. Glad you are here. You're sitting courtside, and we're going to talk offensive rebounding today. I think it's an often overlooked and undertaught part of the game. And before we dive into why offensive rebounding is important and go through different systems for offensive rebounds, just want to talk about what we call the cycle of the game first. So you're always in four phases of the game that is uh, offense. Uh, transition defense, half-court defense, and then transition offense. So when you take a shot offensively, you are basically right in that gray area of are we still on offense or are we in our transition defense? The answer is really yes, because the game is cyclical. We can't put the game in buckets where we just isolate offense and transition defense there's that gray area or that overlap in between those two phases of the game. So I think the first consideration uh, you want to make is when are you going to transition to from offense to transition defense? Is that on the rise of the shot or after the possession has changed? So there's a lot of considerations there. Uh, And then also, uh, can we have our offensive rebounding system complement our transition defense system. And that really should be the case. They should all be one and the same. And I'll get to that a little later. I'm going to share, you know, four or five, six different offensive rebound system uh, that you've either heard of or um, maybe you'll you'll get a couple new ones that you can adapt or steal some concepts from. So first thing, just talking offensive rebound. Um, I am going to steal this. This is not original. You've probably heard this, so sorry if this is lame. But looking at stats, uh, people say they're like a bikini, right? They show a lot, but they don't show all. So the first thing I would do is not look at total rebounds. I never wanted to put a stat on my team that we should get 15 offensive rebounds or 20 offensive rebounds because you never know how many shots are going to be taken, right? And how many possessions you're going to have and how many shots are going to be missed. Uh, If you shoot a ridiculously high percentage from the field, then your total offensive rebounds are going to be low, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? So we want to look at rebounding percentage. And that just means out of all the possible offensive rebounds that could be had, how how many did we successfully get? A good uh, number or uh, you know baseline there would be 40%. If you're at 40% above for offensive rebounding percentage, that's really really good. Uh, I would say upper 30s is good. You know anything 30 ish, 30% below that would be really poor. Uh, and then looking at total rebounding percentage, so you should have an offensive rebounding percentage, a defensive rebounding percentage. Those two combined, if they add up to be 100% you're doing pretty well. So uh, again, that's going to be a sliding scale depending on how many shots uh, were made and missed throughout the course of the game. Um, So 
importance of offensive rebounding. I think um, as the modern game continues to evolve or just basketball continues to evolve, I think offensive rebounding becomes more and more important. Uh, We're learning things like effective field goal percentage, uh, how much that impacts winning. Offensive rebound can affect that uh, directly. And then more threes, uh, more pace, all those things I think lead to uh, a a more importance to offensive rebounding or or we should put more emphasis on offensive rebounding. So the first thing that offensive rebounds do is it forces defense to work longer. Uh, If, if, you are shooting and everybody's standing or everybody's getting back. Defensive possession really ends on the rise of the shot. What we want to do is make them work all the way through the change of possession. Uh, There is some, uh, you know, there's the risk reward of if we crash, then we're going to be bad in transition defense. Uh, That's not actually the case. And I think uh, the first thing to think about is if we're making them work harder for longer, that means they can't leak out and get out in transition, even if they're a higher-paced team, which we were. And I know when we were preparing for those teams that really crashed the boards, we were telling our players we absolutely cannot leak out. We have to stay in there, be physical. We've got to get rebounds. We, our transition does not begin until we get the ball. So I think uh, – that's not completely true as far as you can't crash and be a good defensive rebounding or a good transition defensive team. And then I heard a uh, podcast that Dean Oliver was a guest on. It was the basketball intelligence podcast. Uh, It came out, I guess about a month ago. uh, And he said he is the godfather of, uh, of basketball analytics. And he said that getting back only helps your defensive rate in transition a little bit like it's it's very very minimal so you could argue that crashing the boards is low risk high reward instead of always thinking of it as high risk high reward so uh, if we're going to crash the glass what we're doing is we're maximizing um, our ability to score points and if you're doing that that directly results to winning the game. So we want to make decisions that maximize scoring. An offensive rebound can obviously get you extra quote unquote possessions because yeah, I don't it's not really a new possession when you get offensive rebound, but it's going to get you more shots. And uh I've heard that uh, second chance points or second chance shots usually go in 60% of the time and uh third shots usually go in about 80% of the time. Sometimes you play those teams whose best offense is just to shoot it and go get it, and that is the pass to the rim. Don Meyer used to say um, every shot is a pass. Okay, He was big on what he called OBC, offensive board coverage. And um, on top of that, I think offensive rebound kickout threes might be the highest percentage three there is because pass is coming from the paint. Typically, your shooter's stationary, shoulders are square to the basket, and they know they have a shot uh, before the ball even hits their hands. And with the pace and space game and the uh, the emphasis on the three, uh, the three-point shot, I've always made the analogy that shooting early threes with no offensive board coverage is like going three and out in football. I think the more threes that you shoot, uh, the more you should emphasize going to the glass to get those extra possessions, uh, extra shots, and more importantly, extra twos right around the rim. 
Um, so what you have to weigh is, are we going to get back or are we going to crash the boards? But I don't think the only way to prevent transition is actually getting back. And what we've seen is, uh, you could jam, you could slow the ball. Um, and then also you could, um, you know, tag up. So, uh, first system is popular, right? The tag up system, uh, invented by Aaron Fern. Um, we've tried this in the past. I think it can uh, definitely pros, cons. I think it definitely fits pressing teams. Uh, but it's a way that you can be really aggressive on the glass by sending all five players to the gl- glass, but you're really matching up on the rise of the shot. Whoever's guarding you, you're matching up with them. You're not overrunning the rebound, so you're not just sprinting blindly to the paint, which is a pet peeve of mine, especially long shot, long rebound. Uh, So you are wedging your player or getting into a scrum, as they say, and you're getting on the top side and pushing them down to increase your slice of the pie, but you're not letting anybody behind you either. So if somebody leaks out and they were guarding you on the shot, you're with them. Um, so I love the tag up system in that way because we can prevent transition, but also be really aggressive uh, on the offensive boards. Um, another system that I have uh, I have used in the past, we actually got away from this uh, due to us being positionless. But um, the halfback, fullback, tailback. Okay, so halfback is is the player that's going to pick up the ball. Your fullback is your safety at the rim. You're left with three players. Uh, They go for the offensive glass. If they don't get the ball, they get their tails back. Uh, And then, you know, talk about shot locations. Typically, your shot will go um, to the opposite side of the glass, especially uh, from the wing. So if you're, you know, sending players to the glass and not tagging up, usually you want two players to the weak side, maybe a third player to the nail. So you're getting the middle of the floor. Uh, but you could also have those guys just go to space potentially, just go where they're where they ain't, um, and look for um, a rebounding opportunity there. We got away from this because we became positionless. We were switching everything defensively. We were pretty positionless offensively. So I didn't want to assign positions in transition defense. And I'll talk um, at the end of this podcast about what we did in, in our offensive rebound system once we have evolved away from. Halfback, fullback, tailback, and tagging up. Uh, we kind of modified or kind of blended those two systems. But other systems that I've seen, I know the Philadelphia 76ers used this a few years ago was on a webinar, uh, a Zoom meeting with them, and they talked about go guys and get back guys. So your go guys are going no matter where they are on the floor, no matter where the shot was taken from. Their responsibility is to go to the glass and then your get back guys, maybe your smaller guys or your better safeties that protect the rim um, would get back. And again, you could send them to to the weak side. You could designate areas where you want them to go uh, or you could just have them go to space or track the ball. And I think in all of these systems, you want to teach players to track the ball. Rise of the shot. Let's get a look at the flight of the ball. And if I have a good read on it, I can I can make my move. Uh, to go get it. Obviously, Dennis Rodman was really, really good at that. And I think elite offensive rebounders go to the glass before the ball leaves the shooter's hands. We should be anticipating uh, 
the rise of the shot and going then. And we'll talk more about that in my modified tag up system later. Uh, but the last, another, not the last one, another one would be free throw line extended. So can we use the free throw line extended as our designation line? Anybody below free throw line extended, go to the glass. Anybody above the free throw line extended, get back. I like this one because it is positionless. Even your go and get back guys, it's not really positions. It's more roles. But the free throw line extended um, now allows everybody to go to the glass depending on where they are in the floor. And this is just more of a common sense approach of can we go to the glass when we're closer to the basket and get back when we're further away from the basket. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm not sure if they still use this, but recently um, I saw them using uh, the three-point line as their designation line as – uh, they would send anybody inside the three to the offensive glass. Anybody outside the three, uh, go uh, get back. And if you were in the corners, you went through the elbows. So instead of just straight line back to the rim, uh, can we come through the elbows from the corner and we might get a stray rebound, we might get a deflected rebound, or there might be a rebound that comes straight to us. In fact, shots from the corner typically go directly opposite to the other corner or they will shoot out through the nail if I miss that thing to the right from the right corner hit back rim come straight out through the nail or it might hit front rim back rim and then come out through the nail uh, start watching through that lens that corner shots go through the nail a good bit uh, typically your top of the key threes also will go through the elbows uh, so sending those corners to the elbows, maybe they sneak one of those. Uh, and then obviously shots from the wing. I think the, the 65, 70% of the time it goes to the opposite uh, side of the glass. Um, so the Milwaukee Bucks did inside or outside the three and corners through the elbow. Talked about the tag up system. And then I'm going to talk about a modified tag up system that I used uh, my last few years um, as a head coach and, and, and used it at the college level as well. In this system, we've basically taken all the pros from the systems that I went through above and tried to blend as many of the positives into one system. So here was our system is, one, we wanted to keep it positionless. I wanted to make it very clear and binary, meaning if I watch film, I could say you were supposed to go or you were not supposed to go uh, based on um, our system. And I wanted it to be measurable, obviously. So uh, we sent four players to the offensive glass on every shot, or at least that was the goal. We did allow some decision-making in there, um, and, and that was just common sense, which we'll get to. So let's say we have a possession where we got five players on offense and uh, we shoot a three, let's call it from the top of the key. Our shooter was always back. So that was our fullback uh, or our safety. So they were gonna shoot once their feet hit the floor, ball hits the rim, whatever you want to tell them, they are back and they're protecting the paint. Um, the other four players should be going to the glass, especially remember elite offensive rebounders go early, on the rise of the shot, what I wanted those four players to do is start going. Start going, but not haul butt to the rim and overrun your block out, similar to the tag-up system. I wanted them to get to 15 feet or picture the pack line. Just start moving in. And we played at the four-point line, so we were, we were further spaced back even at the high school level. 
So our first effort was to get to the 15-foot line, or you could make it 16 and make it the pack line. And then I wanted them tracking the ball and making a secondary effort there. So can we make our first effort to the 15-foot line as we track the ball? Now we're making a secondary move to go pursue the ball, and we wanted to relentlessly run that thing down. We shot a bunch of threes, so this kept us from overrunning those long rebounds, and it gave us a chance to get everything in front of us without allowing our defenders uh, to get behind us. So very similar to the tag-up system. And we also stole from the Milwaukee Bucks of sending our corners through the elbows. And what that did is that gave us a 15-foot head start in transition defense. What, what Another pet peeve of mine on offensive rebounding is when our corner players would run to the baseline, and now you're in your touch-the-line drill where you have nine players, including the ball in front of you, and now you're trailing the play. Um, so that rule of corners to the elbows, even though we were sending four to the glass, it gave us a little cushion there to just start our transition. That way, if the ball was not in our vicinity, short rebound, I'm going through the elbows, I can just start to get back and give us more coverage and defensive transition. And then I think if you don't send two guys back or you send all five with the tag up system or you send four-ish with the modified tag-up system that I just shared, it gives you a chance to capitalize on your offensive rebounds. We talked earlier about those offensive rebound kick-out threes just being daggers and really high percentage. The more players you keep around, uh, the more likely you are to be open for those shots. Um, So that was our system. I think all of these systems are great as long as you are implementing a system. I think it's uh, also worth thinking about putting a a coach in charge or just rebounding in general uh, so they could be focused on the defensive and offensive rebound be very uh, easy for them to watch film and measure Uh, they could measure that in games and then coach it in practice so uh, hopefully this stimulates your thinking on offensive rebounding would love to hear your thoughts on these systems give me some pros cons if you've got some other systems too please reach out thanks for sitting courtside and we will see you next time Thank you.